Somewhere in the West, there's a place where sound, soul, and groove meet. Where the music of new artists meets listeners like you. Just like the ocean meeting the shore. We call that place the Groove Coast. And now, here are your hosts, John Celentano and Daryl Craig Harris. I just love that intro. It's it's sort of, for some reason, it reminds me of Star Wars. (laughs) I don't know why. It's really cool. Maybe because we ripped off half of the copy. Maybe, yeah, it could be. Or most of it. So this is is round two. Yeah. The Groove Coast Podcast. We have a very special guest joining us. It's uh, Noibel Gorgoy. Am I saying that correctly? Absolutely. All right, cool. (laughs) And uh, Noibel is actually a Cuban-born singer. Yes. Um, an amazing singer that uh, is based here in Vegas, but actually you're working kind of all over the world. All over the place, yes. yeah. And so how did, I know John mm-hmm. first uh, brought you to my attention. Uh, John, when did you, when did you first hear I Nobel? saw you with Clint Holmes, I think was the very first time. Oh, with on Clint. On his run at the Palazzo, right? Between the yeah. Lines. Out yeah. here in Vegas. Between yeah. the Lines, yeah. It was an awesome show. And, yes, um, it was. that's how I think I first where I first saw you. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were so you were actually were pretty much brought up in Cuba, right? From Yes. I was born and raised down there in a town called Pinar del Rio, Pines of the River. Oh, okay. Uh, it's actually a beautiful area of Cuba. It's next to Havana. It's one of those towns next to Havana. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one of the biggest, we call them providences down mm. there. And uh, yeah, great tobacco. <laughs> great tobacco. Well, something I guess Cuba's known for. Right? Yeah, great. A lot of national parks that are gorgeous. Okay. And yeah, we're we're the green state, pretty much known <laughs> by the greenery. <laughs> it's interesting because we were talking a little bit about um, Cuba before the podcast, before we started. Yeah. And it's and for Americans, it's sort of like a mysterious land. Right? Yes, you know? for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, like, I know uh, Europeans, are, they have no problem going there. But, I mean, Americans, there's always been a little bit of political stuff. But Yeah. But, of course, the music is celebrated globally. Yes, it is. It's, I mean, it's the amount of music and arts in general coming out of that island is, is insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. It's so good. How is so? How did you actually get started with music? Is it was it your family or? Well, my father was a singer songwriter musician, oh, okay. and uh, he worked his line of work. I mean, he was a songwriter for everybody for adults. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. But his line of work, he loved to work with children. So he okay. did a lot of yeah. musical theater for children. Awesome. And uh, and so I was born, and I guess, I mean, my mom also s- used to sing when she was young. Mm. Gorgeous voice. Gorgeous, beautiful, sweet voice. And music, we were talking about, my, my wife is actually from Mexico, but music in the Latin culture is such an integral part, right? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> it is always present. I mean, I still remember in my house, we always have music going on. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always my dad had. And, and like full on. We don't, yeah. we're not shy. We don't care about the neighbors. It's full on every single person on the neighborhood. That's sort of my vision. I, I guess maybe say <laughs> right. for you, John, like my vision of walking down the street in Cuba is just music coming out of everywhere and right. food. And like, I mean, that's sort of my romantic vision, but maybe that's the truth. Right? It is pretty much there. <laughs> it is pretty much there. So, yeah, my house was pretty much like that. And I guess when I was born, um, they always tell me the story. Of course, I don't remember. I'm only one year old. But they say that I learned this lullaby that my my mom used to sing to me mm. that is very well known down there. 
And uh, my dad noticed that I was singing it. I, yeah. I, I didn't speak yet, but I had the Can melody. Can you sing a little oh, bit wow. for us? Uh, I think it was Señora Santana. Señora Santana, por qué llora el niño? That's cool, yeah. The, like a children's rhyme. Yeah, it's like, nice. a, it's like a lullaby. So, yeah, so he, I guess he found his guitar. He found the key that I was in, and he recorded me like that. Uh-huh. So... And then they noticed that every time there was a party in the, in the house, which they used to party a lot of that time <laughs> awesome. in the house, they used to have a lot of house parties and a right. lot of uh, like musicians and people right. will come. And uh, I guess I was the only one in the dance floor after 12, <laughs> you know. You're partying. Like yeah, this. I'm like, like just exactly with all the lights, all the bulbs that they had going on and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and pretty much at five i was very lucky i had i mean my dad used to put me uh to perform when the when he used to do the musical theater for children oh okay so they they would do the scenes and then in between sometimes he will come and and do a certain song so the actors will change and stuff so like what an awesome environment for you to grow up in that's so like right theater and music just all over the place yes and puppets and (laughs) it was incredible yeah Yeah. that's sort of magical right it was it was it was very magical and and that's one of the things that people always ask me like how was it to grow up in cuba and i'm like it was great. Yeah. Because you when you're a child, you don't... It's, you don't know any you better. Don't, so like, you just know what you know, and you're having fun, and you're trying to enjoy your life. And yeah, and, and I was surrounded by a lot of love and support, so that's mm. all that matters, so really. So you started playing also piano, right, at a young age? At seven. Oh, yes. Wow. At seven, uh, my mom took me to the School of Arts to, to do the test to see if mm. I could get in. Because it's probably... I would think it would be pretty competitive there, right? It's very, 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 very... Yeah. Yes, very. <laughs> and, and in fact, to get into the schools, it's, you know, you have to, they test you. And if you have a certain, you know, whatever they think you should right, have. aptitude for a certain thing. Let's yeah. say they only have four openings or five openings that year for that specific uh, instrument. So right. the best ones, mm. what they call the best ones, will get in. Right. And so the year that I got in, yeah, I I got in in classical piano. Oh wow! So we. But that's a great. I mean, like having that background now. I mean now. It's amazing. When you think about where you are now, that yes. that's such an awesome background. It's amazing. I mean, yes, and I I don't play as I wish I would used to <laughs> before, <laughs> but I I mean it definitely I definitely use it when I when I'm writing music and right. I'm writing songs and yeah it opens your ears so amazingly mm-hmm. it's yeah it was it was incredible so what was your um we talked about um this a little bit john before you got here but what was your um first experience so you grew up basically going to school and you said you had a, a touring experience right when yes you, how old were you when you first toured outside of 18 Cuba? so you're a kind of a baby right wow. yes i was wow. a baby yeah. i graduated from the national school of music and then i I didn't want to come back to my Providence because unfortunately I knew that if, if coming back would mean that it would be really hard to continue my career because right. everything was going in, in Havana. Right. And so like I, I just did everything I could to stay there. And so I started working with some local bands mm. uh, doing what we call timba, which is a, a, an aggressive, a lot of fun it's a great thing <laughs> but it's a more of an aggressive salsa oh, okay it's a mix in there that is like it's so how do so 
when you're in, in Havana, like, I mean, obviously, economically, it's challenging there. But yes, it was. Um, what's the opportunities of playing for tourists? Is that the biggest? I, I guess maybe there's a lot of dances. I don't know how that works. Well, you do. I mean, as I was in school, I got to meet a lot of people. And, and so you do start performing in certain theaters and things like that. And yes, right. you also are working for the tourist. Uh, with the band that I started touring at 18, I did like national tours. So oh, I did okay. play for, for our people. Mm, right. And then we went on, t on to an international tour. Which must have been like life-changing. It was. It was life-changing all the way. The national was life-changing itself because, you know, you get to go to all these places that you've never been before and right. seeing how people go crazy on the carnivals. It's like, right. oh my God, it was crazy. <laughs> But it was awesome. It was a great experience. And yeah, then coming out of the island at 18 and seeing what the world was Cause really you're about. Because like, <laughs> our, I mean, I think, well, John, you probably have the hmm. same vision as being, being American. Like, that's a Cuba for us. Like I say, it's sort of a mysterious place. It's right. It's everything. It, it's We only know what we see on television. And that's, yeah. you know television and movies and that's probably a very distorted view of yes it is probably bears no resemblance <laughs> to reality right no. so what so what kind of bands were you touring with when you when you first started so the very first one was uh it was called azúcar negra uh black sugar i guess and it was a very well-known um band at the time and they did this style of Timba, okay. which again, it's a little bit of a more of aggressive salsa, kind of to give you a resemblance of what it, it is. And um, yeah, so we, we did a lot of festivals. Okay. We did mostly festivals that, that first year that we went on. All right. It was great. Yeah. You know, people go to, people know about this style in Europe. Okay. So they go, they're dancing, they're going crazy. They know the band. And wow. we were in a really great rotation too. Like it was us, uh, Bam Bang, which was another huge, uh, which is another huge orchestra from Cuba. Uh, there were a couple of us like that that were okay. big names. So it, it was great. Wow. It was really great. And wow. you're yeah. as a person that came from sort of a closed society. Yeah. You're seeing all these places. And yeah, like, that exposure must have been something else, yeah. especially at 18. Yes. I can imagine your head is just spinning from yes. a lot of it. Yes, South of France really has a great place in my heart. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the places that actually was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you were 18 like the when you went there. There's toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. <laughs> I'll tell it later. But, yeah, because uh, I, mean, I grew up in Cuba in the 90s. And right. the 90s, we had what they called a special period. Mm -hmm. And so... It was. It was after the Soviet Union broke. Because yeah, we just talked about that. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, there was nothing. And so coming out after, and it's like... Because the Soviet Union, I mean, not to get into politics, but the Soviet Union had really sort of propped up Cuba, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Until they crashed. And, Pretty and, much. Yeah. So, yeah, then going out and seeing, again, running water, toilet mm. paper, yeah. a soap, <laughs> which shampoo. Lot, which is funny because we just take that for granted, right? right. I do sometimes here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you have to like remind yourself like, yeah because we were talking about that a little bit about just traveling the world when you travel it gives you a different perspective of the world absolutely yeah. especially coming from a place like cuba you're kind yes. of a closed thing and then all of a sudden you're going yeah like france and it must be believe it for us it's it's mind-blowing as a kid oh yeah and you're 18 right. years old right so <laughs> i was i went to the south of france roughly the same age i was like 16 17 just for for a trip oh, and God. it was 
my first time out of the country, just mind blowing. Isn't you know? it beautiful? It's wonderful, and it's funny. I have a Clint Holmes connection to that. Oh, so you've been to the, the casino in the casino in Monte Carlo? Yes. Is that where you're, okay. Yes. So the sporting, the sporting, the sporting house. house. Yeah, exactly. Out, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there as a kid with my dad and my brother, and we were uh, watching a show there. It was for some big special event, and Clint was the entertainment. And Bill Fain was his local musician. So we should, tell, we should was tell his people, music director here. We should there tell people who Clint, at the time. Who Clint is. Clint actually. is a very, very well-known singer entertainer based here in Las Vegas, but yeah. is getting more and more recognition nationally. And, and, and he actually had a, a hit back in what the seventies. Had a hit in seventy. I want to say. I want to say seventy-three. I don't know. <laughs> right. You've done that. You know that song. Yeah, you know that song. Right? <laughs> well, Bill knows that song. Anyway. So, yeah. so anyway, yeah. So Clint was the entertainment when I was there. Had no idea who he was. No idea how Bill who Bill Fain was then years later come to Vegas end up working with Bill's son at the Venetian meeting Bill and realizing oh my god that's the same that's that the same guy crazy. very small world wow. isn't that interesting so you from Cuba me from Southern California Clint from back east Bill from back east all kind of converge in that Las Vegas, well, the first time very I strange actually, thing. I mean, well, and, re, and part of the thing is that's Clint's a connection with you too, with, mm-hmm. with part of what you've done here in, in town. But my <laughs> first time I ever saw Clint, uh, just to, to, to say it, but I, I saw him opening for Bill Cosby. Okay. And oh. I had no idea who he was. Well, that makes sense, yeah. I had no idea who he was. And I, I'm like, who is this guy? Because it was literally one of the best things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. And it yes. was also not only him, but the entire band was yeah. awesome. Yes. Sure. Um, so anyway, so let's go back to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that tangent oh, got okay. me. That's a bit of a okay. tangent, but, but, but we can We can, we can edit Clint. that. We can edit that all yeah, time. Oh, it's, it's fine. fine. I love Clint. Clint's going to be one of our guests. Down there, too. But, there you um, go. Cool. So you, so you did that tour. That was sort of life-changing. You come back to Cuba, and then what? How, how were you? What were your thoughts? Well, after that, uh, let, me, let me go back. Uh, well, after that, I did a lot of different things in between, uh, and I was starting kind of like going to my solo career to a little bit. Uh, I'd continue to play with different bands around town mm-hmm. and did some TV also. Right. Um, All in sort of Havana, right? Yeah. yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly in Havana. I, I stayed living there. Um, of course, I would go home and stuff because my mom and my dad would kill me if I didn't. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Havana was home from then on, and then. Between here and there, I, again, I continued to do certain stuff, and then I went into my second tour with a, with a show called Lady Salsa. Hmm. Uh, I was part of a band called uh, uh, Band Sugar, Sugar Band. <laughs> so another sugar in there. Uh, but it was a great band. It was another great band, but it was, it was all women in front, okay. and we used to do more of the international salsa. Oh, okay. And choreography and all this stuff. It was a great like Cuban band. Cuban salsa is a very specific thing, right? Yes, yes. It's different from from anything else that right. you hear. Because it, it's gone out in the world and it's been like in Europe. It's a different, a little bit different version. Yeah. And like I said, we do more of a, of, of the timba oriented. So it's it, it has different rhythm. flavors mm-hmm. in yeah. there. And yeah, a little bit different in structure, a little bit. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's just a little bit more yeah. aggressive. And yeah, but... um. Yeah, so pretty much I went on tour with these people, and then I came to America. <laughs> so, what, what, so how did you actually come to America? What brought you? Like, what was the what was the impetus for that? So, um, well, after I was on tour, I I basically joined this show called Havana Night. Mm-hmm. Havana Night Show. We knew it as Havana Night Club, and okay. then as I came here, it kind of morphed 
into Heaven and Night show. Right. And it was brought here by Siegfried and Roy. Right, the, which are very famous mm-hmm. magicians. Exactly. That were hugely famous in Vegas for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I, I just joined them here, and then I started my life here ah. in America. So <laughs> I, what was... So that must have been. How old were you when you actually came here? I was turning twenty-one. Wow! Oh my God! So it was like, September well, seventh, December seventeen. So I my my birthday is December tenth. So oh, okay. pretty much. There. So how how does that go with your parents when you told them? They're oh, probably God. in a way they're happy to, for you to leave Cuba. In a way, maybe I don't know. If they you were me, but... they were devastated, honestly, because yeah. oh, okay. uh, they. I mean, I was in the middle of a tour. I couldn't really tell them what was happening. Right. And so they found out by a letter that I sent with a friend of mine. Mm. So they, they were waiting. We have this tradition in Cuba where if somebody's coming from a country, let's say they're touring or they live here and they're co- going to visit. So the whole family goes to the airport oh, okay. to wait for them. Right. Oh, wow. And it was kind of those. Um, I I kind of already told my mom, like, I'm, don't wait for me because I'm not going back. Wow. But I couldn't really tell her through those words. Right. So I wrote a letter, and my one of my best friends was touring with me. Mm. And so I sent them money, and then I sent them this letter where I was explaining them what was happening and how I was transitioning on, on coming here because I was joining wow. this company. Yeah. So, yeah, they were it's, pretty much uh, devastated. I'm uh, not going to lie. Uh, they were... It was tough. It was I know, very like, tough. With, with my, uh, my in-laws, which is, like it says, Mexico, Latin... Like the family is everything. Yes. So that that must have been so emotional. It was mm. very, very, very. Uh, my mom went through a lot of health situations, mm. you know, with her nerves and stuff like yeah. that after that. And then my daddy, yeah, he was devastated because we were very, very, very close. Yeah. Um, but he also, I'm sure they saw the opportunity. Oh, they did. And they were, you know, at the end of the day, they were happy that I did it and, and all of that. But it was very unexpected. And mm. our family was always very together and that was a fear my dad had actually he was yeah. like i'm so afraid you're gonna go uh you know we should actually and, maybe now's now's a good time to talk about um because you actually sent us some songs that you um recently recorded and, and released yes and one of them was actually for your dad yes and we kind of talked about that Buddha so, Swing, so yes, tell dreams. me a little bit about the song we're gonna, we're gonna play a sample but i just want to well this song is a song that so i my dad passed away like around five or six years ago i mm. I, I kind of don't keep track on it even mm. though it's still there were but you able to go back and see him before he passed i was thank god okay. i i was able uh it was very fast uh so i did find god works in mysterious ways so through a friend i was able to find a, a quick ticket and like get there and oh, that's good. Wow. he only was lasted for like seven days so yeah. i was able to be there with him but at least and, you're able to see him yeah. yeah and i i know he knew i was there mm. i know he knew which which was important i know it was important to him but anyways when he when he passed because it was so sudden so quick you know you you're in shock and you have so many sure. questions and and uh it was the first time that i was dealing with grief and stuff like that that maybe other people have dealt with before but i never had to deal with that kind of grief of right. losing somebody so close to me and especially somebody like him that yeah. meant so much to me that means so much to me yeah. and so after he passed i stay home for like a month and i i didn't cry i i, I had to stay like very strong because my mom was there and i wanted to make mm. sure that she was okay because i knew i was coming back home here right, right, right. 
So, but I knew also she was going to be there. I knew the devastation in general from everybody. So I wanted to make sure she was okay. So I was playing this tough game of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the strong I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then I came here. Hmm. And when I came here, it was like the whole world came down. Hmm. And, um, and that's pretty much how that song came out one day everything I needed to say. I had so many questions. It was sort of cathartic for you, right? Yeah, so it just came out completely and it's it's like a conversation with my father, Mm. you know, Mm. pretty much telling him, how am I going to be able to keep going? How do we do this? You know, you didn't teach me this part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now you're teaching me in a different way. It's hard hard when that, that stuff happens. It's so overwhelming and there's so many different emotions right exactly but then at the end you know i'm saying that i i still see my father in dreams and i still mm-hmm. i'm still i feel that i'm still very connected to him and so that's that's a that's the positive side of it too that mm-hmm. i'm that i'm letting him know i know that i yeah. you're still and that's sort of here. this song is what would you say maybe it's a love letter to your dad or i think yeah yeah you could you could say you yeah. can say it is a love mm-hmm. letter and and I mean, there's a music video that I put out with the song when I put it out. And if you see it, the very first, uh, I mean, it, my dad is the one that opens the video. Oh, okay. So I got, um, I got an interview that was done uh, on a radio mm-hmm. uh, show. And then I caught it and I put that little piece in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so let's, let's cool. take a, um, we're going to take a listen and... Uh hear a bit of that song i actually well we'll play it and then we'll come back. <laughs> so we're gonna we'll listen to it check it out sin aceptar esquemas ni consuelos recuerdos cubren fibras de mi pelo te veo morir como olvidar ese dolor aparentar que se borró consolar el alma Empezar de nuevo Como llorar y sonreír Abandonar lo que sentí Tatuándote en mi pecho Empezar de cero Oh, I was going to say that it, it is a really emotional one, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I told, I told John last night. I, actually, I, I was listening to that song. There's another song we're going to play later, too. That I said, I... I they really hit me. Like I said, I, well, actually what I said was I'm such a girl. I'm such a girl. And I kind of, I started tearing up. I'm like, wow. So that's, just, the- that's such a gift to have, you know, to be able to do that. Thank you. Right. And I think that that was my main focus of the whole thing. It was like, I wanted to bring people to that, to the room where I was mm-hmm. writing it. And I wanted people to, to feel what was happening exactly bring them to that emotional moment and and i mean i know we all go through things like that in life so i I feel like it's such a it's a story that touches everybody yeah it's a story that everybody's gonna at some point in their life they're gonna go through exactly exactly i think that's the thing about music too because music i mean it helps us get through those moments yes it helps us celebrate when we're or Mm -hmm. when we have extreme joy extreme sadness we all have those songs in our head yes. that we relate right. to, right? To that kind of thing. Yeah. So for the guy in the room who doesn't speak Spanish, <laughs> what, <laughs> well, I don't what was what was the, you said you did? No. What was the lyric? That uh, we were those to? lyrics that we were listening to uh, it was basically how can I cry? Uh, how can I smile? How can I uh, forget what I felt when you left and and console my soul? How can I start over again? Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, I'm asking all these questions to my dad. Right, right. 
in the ethereal world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So okay. You, now now much... I get why you, you exactly. cried like a yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> That's the thing about music, you know, that like I, I, I did Cirque du Soleil for nine years. Hmm. And a lot of people don't realize, but the Cirque shows, actually the languages that they sing in, it's all made up. It's all yes. gibberish. Yes. But... That's the thing about music. Like, you don't necessarily have to know the words right. yes. for it to touch you. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yes. the, it's the connection that mm-hmm. the artist creates. The people that are really, really successful, like a Celine, a Streisand, mm-hmm. they know how to make that connection. It doesn't matter what language. And it's yes. something, I think it's right. something that you're kind of born with. I think you were born with that. I think Thank all you. of us were born with that in a certain way. Yes. And then, you, of course, you develop the craft and you work on it and you grow that. Mm-hmm. But yes. it's but it's something that it's sort of either you sort of have that or you don't. I think. Right. And yeah. what, what's your thoughts on that? I, I do agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. That that's something that definitely comes with with you. I feel. Yeah. Uh, but you do also develop and, and right. work on at skill. the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you so when you came to Vegas, what was your first thoughts about coming here? And and you were uh, luckily you were actually working. Yes, that show was very uh, well known. Very successful, yeah. I, I, I was very blessed and very grateful to to be able to make it, um, in in many reasons. Um, and at the same time, it was very shocking. <laughs> right. I mean, can you imagine the, the right. culture shock? Must have was been. very oh very shocking because coming from the system I was coming into yeah. right. the system we have here. And I didn't, you know, there's no book telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you right. can't say this, you can't say that. Oh, you can't. But all that stuff you can't is put deep, your money here. It's deep you in, your yeah. psycho- in your psyche. Right? Yeah, so it, it was tough. It, and, and also, I think the, the hardest part for me was to be away from my family. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at the time, you know, they will sell us this little uh, cards where you will pay like 20 bucks for like five minutes to oh, talk right. to your family or the calling cards yeah yeah and so and for cuba is even more expensive and right. so it was tough because y- those days and this you is need before, to talk yeah and this is before internet but then again internet i don't know if, if cuba i didn't know how that actually no. works it doesn't work there right no no hmm. no Not i mean really. now they're kind of putting it in there but it's all blocked in so many ways but right, right, now right. they're oh. having it a little bit more but at that time there was none of that right. we were lucky we had a phone in the house mm-hmm. but still you know you were always hanging up and you always pretending that everything was great how are sure. you doing everything's right. great yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah but at the end of the day you're not and you right. really want to talk and and to ask for help or or just for to talk to your parents and be like oh, and i miss so, you guys and you've been able to actually we talked about that a little bit so you were able to bring your was it brother yes i was able to bring my brother and my mom thank mm-hmm. god after your dad passed right? after my dad passed yeah after mm-hmm. my dad passed so um, what was that like for your mother who who spent all those years in that system oh my god my mom she's still getting used to it but it was very <laughs> shocking very shocking how old, I was was telling, she, how old was she when she when you moved her my mom was 59 i think oh, okay wow it's been like three years i think for okay. her already but it was mm. very shocking yeah yeah i was telling you when it's i took probably her like to exhilarating the scary shocking like the all whole that, thing all of it, right? the whole thing i mean she was dealing still with my dad's loss and all of that so that even add up to right. it um but it, yeah it was pretty hilarious at the same time because <laughs> you know i'll take her to i i, I remember i took her to the win and wow, then we were going at, to the restroom and, you know, she was going to wash her hands. <laughs> she kept looking at the thing, you know, at the, trying to at, find the trying, trying to, to find figure the it out. How, how to, oh, yeah, how to, not... So she kept looking at it and I looked at her and I'm like, Mom, what's up? 
what's going on? She <laughs> so you're, like, you're letting her search for she it. She was like, uh, how did you do this thing? So then I'm like, listen, you just do this. So yeah, stuff like that. Wow. It's, yeah. it's kind of hilarious. To, it's to, very to funny. To come to Vegas and go to the wind. <laughs> it's one of your first experiences, one of the most opulent well, places. I was just saying, yeah, the Wind, town. Right? the Wind Casino is probably a step up. It's one of the most opulent places you can <laughs> right? go to here, and it's oh, it's over it's overwhelming if you've been there before. Right? Yeah. No, it was it was pretty hilarious. Wow. I mean, even in the house, she would look at the house and. We 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 were renting the house. It was it was beautiful, yeah. but it was not like a ho ha ha. So <laughs> she'll be like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is so gorgeous." It's actually funny. I used to when I lived in Tokyo with Cirque. Um, we had they they paid for our apartments and stuff. And yeah. the apartments, I mean, they were nice. They were not big by American mm-hmm. standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had my photo studio set up there, so I'd have people come over and I would shoot photos. And uh, these people would walk into my apartment like, "Oh my God, this is so big!" <laughs> and I'd be like, um, "It was thirty nine square meters, which is by." Most people's standards not very big. Wow. <laughs> You'd be like, really? <laughs> but, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's all relative to what you know, sure. right? Yeah, exactly. If you're coming from a place that doesn't have much and you come to a place like the States, especially Las Vegas, which is all about money and glamour, mm-hmm. yeah. it must be just mind-blowing. Right. Was, was your mother, like, just proud mom when she when she showed up to to, finally, to, to know, you know, to see what you're doing here? and Oh, both. They are all very proud of yeah. what I do. Uh, even since back home, the smallest thing I would do... Like they were all bragging about it, and sure. like my dad. I mean, when I when I started doing things here, and anytime I had the opportunity to have like a little video or like a recording of something, even I mean, I listen to it now, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, because you evolve and and sure. all that, and you're like, oh god, why did I do that? But um, I would send everything back. Sure. And so my dad will have. Any person that will come to the house, he'll be like, come, sit. <laughs> so he will like, listen, and he will click on everything I send. So everybody had sure. to watch everything. Right, right, Pretty right. much. He was very proud. They're both very, very proud. And yeah, when my mom saw me here for the first time, she was like, wow, that's my baby. <laughs> that's my girl. Yeah. I took her actually with me. Uh, I, I recently started putting out my, my own music, mm. and I did the composer showcase. Right, right. So I did it, and I did the the first time I did my song, and I'm playing the piano and singing. This is the first time that people here actually saw me playing. Okay. Because I never put it out. And, and there she is on the, you know, she was on the on the audience. Right. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Well, she plus that's at the, at the Smith Center, right? Yes. Which is a beautiful so to, spe- to see you perform in a place yes. like that, yeah, right? It's yeah. actually it's a venue here in Las Vegas, yeah. and it's a spectacular venue. Yes, yes. And they have like the big room, but they also have I guess Myron's is where you play cabaret yes. jazz, yeah. which yes. is like a really lovely cabaret. Like, mm-hmm. awesome it's place. beautiful, yeah. and you know, to see for her also to see the audience that didn't speak the language that I was right. singing in, and see the reaction of everybody. Right. She was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> <laughs> So what, so what are you doing mainly now these days? You're doing, I know you mentioned you're doing cruise ships, right? Kind of I all, do. all over the world. Right? I do some cruise ships, yeah. Mostly uh, South America and Caribbean. Uh, I have a season that I do every now and, and then, you know. Mm. It's, not all, it's not the whole year. Uh, what kind of show are you doing on the ship? Is it... So the ship I do, I have a Latin show okay. um, that I do, and it's all basically an homage to a lot of the music that I grew up listening to. Mm, okay. Uh, a so it's a lot of, of the classics. A lot of the classics. A lot of the classics. Of course, we got some Celia Cruz in there. Right. I got some 
Um, so you're doing uh, Spanish and English? Spanish and English, yeah. 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 So, so how, do, how do audiences react to that? Are they, I guess, you know, it's interesting because now we hear a lot of, even more and more Spanish music in, our, in American culture. Yes. And uh, what what's your thoughts on that? Like, because... Just it's great. Seeing, well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know, 30 years ago, it would have been more challenging. But now right. I think it's people are way more open to hearing. It's yes. more in the top. You're hearing in top 40. Stuff yes. Now, yeah. Yes. I I mean, I'm, I'm very happy because I get I get to share uh, our culture. Yeah, it's a piece of you. Um, and, and I mean, when, when when I'm doing the cruises, it's amazing because, you know, you, you have the English speakers have heard the songs before. Mm. Some of those songs, I've heard them in English, actually. Right, because mm -hmm. a lot of, that's a, something that people don't realize. A lot of these songs that are actually um, originally Spanish songs have uh -huh. been redone, and vice versa, right? There's, uh -huh. there's a lot of English songs that have been redone in Spanish. Yeah, like I do, It's Impossible, and It's Impossible oh. is a Spanish song called right. Somos Novios. Ah, okay. And so I do both in English and Spanish, and I explain the story behind it and all of that. So they're like, wow, I had no idea that right. was a Spanish song. And I'm like, yeah. And that's the thing with the, even our American, our American language, because it's English. Is if you go to England, it's English, <laughs> but it's not. English yeah. is not, it's, it's yeah. way different because we yeah. have so many different languages actually mixed in with our American yeah. version of English, including Spanish, Italian, French. Mm -hmm. So like when we listen to a, a Latin based music, there's a lot of stuff that even if you don't speak the language, it still sounds familiar. Yeah. There's a familiarity that we have, I think. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I feel also when when the music is good, when what you're doing is from the heart. Mm. Um, and it's a good melody. And it's a, yeah. yeah. And it, it it's a good thing. And you're doing it from your heart. People tend to be very open to it, even if they don't understand anything. Is what mm -hmm. I was telling you with the song that you just heard and the one that we'll listen to later. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, people don't understand what I'm saying, and I get that right. question. So, what did you say? But they tell me, you know what? I didn't understand what you said, but I felt the the emotion behind it. I know it is about yeah. this, or I. I felt it and I think it's about this. And I'm like, yeah, it's right. about that. How do you know? Yeah. So that, again, is the power of music. So what are you working on now? Are you, are you, I know you've released songs. Are you working yes. on a new album? Or what's, yes, okay. I've been working on a new album for a while. Um, it's, been, it's been a while. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's English and Spanish. It's self-produced. Yeah, so it's it self takes time to, to get it, Exactly. Yeah. It takes time. It takes a lot of... Uh, a lot of resources that sometimes we independent artists, right. it takes a minute to get, <laughs> you know, how it is. <laughs> but uh, slowly, you know, I have a lot of wonderful friends that have been helping along the way. Mm. And, um, Do you have any, uh, is there guest artists who are using a lot of local, there's, I mean, there's actually some amazing people here in, in Australia. Yeah, Vegas, and so. I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> You'll see later. But yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of yeah. names in there that are really, really amazing and that's something that a lot of people don't realize about las vegas i mean maybe they do but there's actually a lot of world-class musicians oh yeah there's musicians here that play with everybody um including like we were talking about luis miguel mm -hmm. like we know some of those guys there's yes. some guys the people have played with santana yes. celine mm -hmm. we're all kind of friends of ours um and those that's a great resource for when you're doing records and, yeah and, and i mean um like i said it's at the the cool thing about the the record that I'm working on is that it's gonna be English and Spanish, so okay. there's a awesome. little bit for everybody. <laughs> you know what? Actually, something something that many years ago when um, Gloria Stefan was having all of her hits, hmm. she used to do something which I thought was genius. And I know Jorge, who was the bass player, and her husband, uh -huh. were co-producers. 
is that they would do the record, you know, and luckily they had hits. Of course, mm. you don't know that's going to happen when you're doing the record. And then they would pick maybe four or five songs at the end of the record, and they would also do those in Spanish. Yes. Uh, and smart. I thought that is genius because, of course, she had a huge Latin audience. But yes. then the production, from a cost standpoint, that's already done. All you're doing is just adding vocals. Sure. Yes. Uh, I was like, that is such a smart. <laughs> yeah, you're because <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to appeal to both. I mean, you have that background. You of course you want to do stuff in Spanish, but then also you want to grow your audience and, and reach a broad audience. Yeah, you know? and in and in my case personally, I have a lot of people that have watched me. Like I have people that have seen me doing salsa, for example, and they have no idea I I sing in English. Right. I have another other people that have seen me in English that they actually believe I'm born here. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I'm what? like, that's, no. But that's actually a gift. <laughs> it's very difficult yes. to do that, right? Oh, so. I know. It's been years of yeah. work. Because <laughs> I, I work with a lot of finished artists, or Finnish artists, um, and one of my friends actually from high school lives there, and he teaches them how to sing in English. Hmm. And oh, doing wow. it convincingly is a challenge. Huh. It is. To, to make it where, I mean, an accent, we were, I think people like hearing, just like the Beatles, you hear the British accent. Yeah. It's cool, but it has to be within certain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, singing in English for most native English speakers is a challenge, too. Yeah, so, speaking I mean, in English for me is a challenge, but that's a whole other story. Try to speak to the audience in English. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh it can be intimidating, right? Yeah. It, it's very intimidating. And the problem is that I always tell the audience, like, you guys not have no idea what is going on in my mind right now. Right. Because, you know, I think in Spanish. Right. I have to translate in in a couple of seconds and then speak in in English and and of course grammar grammar gramma, grammatically yeah sound yeah, correct right and sometimes it doesn't make sense because like, I'm speaking some Spanish are, and some people are judging I mean most people aren't but some people are sitting there going okay let's see how she, <laughs> let's see how she sings in English now you know talking. what is funny though I I don't know what it is but the audiences that I've had have been so forgiving and so wonderful. They've been I think very it's your open. spirit, though. You win yeah. them over. Yeah, they've, they've been so open, and, and they laugh if I make a mistake. And I, even I, I laugh at myself. I mean, that's, right. you have to, I think. Life is not that serious sometimes. That's so. something I always say. Like, you want to take the music seriously, you take your craft seriously, mm -hmm. but not yourself. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> if you take right. yourself too seriously, that, that, that people could, they could pick up on that. And it turn, and people like most people just that yep. turns them off. But if you, if you have a good spirit, and even, you know, you, if you make a mistake here or there, we're human. Yeah. And, and like perfection now often yeah. can be boring. Yes. It's it's the little imperfections that make us all unique. I think so. You know? I think so. And um, yeah, so the record will be like that. It will be a mix of awesome. all of those experiences and, and music that I've been exposed to. And right. yeah, if mostly out of my songs. I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing a little bit of an homage to my dad oh, okay. uh, in there. And then I'm not going to say, but I have a wonderful <laughs> friend that he's... He's amazing. You, awesome. You'll see later. Uh, but how, yeah. How can people, um, so you're working on the record, how can people actually find you? I know you have your social media pages, but tell us how they can find yes, you. Yes, they can find me. I have, I don't have Twitter right now, but I have Instagram. Okay. <laughs> you're the one person. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have Instagram. I have Facebook. Uh, and they can find me there on YouTube, of course, okay. uh, so through my you, name, Noibel Gorgoy. I tend to go by Noibel Gorgoy Music. Okay. Uh, on YouTube, it's just Noibelgargoy. Cool. Uh, and they can also visit my website uh, at noibelgargoy.com. Okay. 
and yeah. And so actually, if people want to, if people want to help you with production costs and that kind of thing, do you have, is there a way oh, they can do that? Yes, I have a Patreon, uh, okay. which I am about to start really diving into. Yeah, which is, has been become a new way that and, and a few for different... us independent artists for right. sure. Yep. Yeah. So, can, so that can they find you on uh, Patreon? That's same same thing, right? Same okay. thing. No longer goy, or you know, they can download the music and yeah. everything. Everything helps. So okay. download the music, or if you see me and I'm having a, a live concert, I tend to have either download cards in there, right. or I have mm -hmm. actually like records of some of those singles. Yeah, because we want to. I mean, me and John both. We. I mean, we're basically we're all the same. We're independent artists. We yes. do what we do, but we want to encourage people. Absolutely. Sure Thank yep. you. So yeah. what do you speaking of live shows, what do you have coming up? So coming up, oh my goodness. Well, I have a couple of things here in town, but I'm very excited because we just did a night one night in Havana. Right. With the Young Artist Orchestra of Las Vegas. Right. Directed and I by got, Junior Lopez. A lot of publicity. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yes. So it was wonderful. It was an amazing show. People loved it. Uh, the young artists really enjoyed it. And right. I don't know if you know, but this is the, the only music program in the state of Nevada that is tuition free. Oh, wow. So awesome. by people showing up, they support it. And that's actually that. a great wow. sounding orchestra. It's amazing. I, I watched the video with you and that. It was yes. really awesome. Right. Really They're enjoyable. amazing. I wonder, so, how could people find them? I guess maybe it's Nevada Youth Orchestra. No, you know? they can go to their... They, I mean, they're all over social media again. And they, their website is uh, LV... Y-O-A, no, Y-A-O. Okay. LVYAO.org. Okay. .org. Okay, and we'll, yes. put a, we'll put a link on that. Yeah, on I think podcast. I sent the info, but yeah, all the, okay. the information of all the concerts they have coming awesome. up is there. And they do a really nice series yeah. of concerts. And we need mm. that, right, to, to yeah, grow absolutely, the arts. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yep. you know, yes. what's the future for, for music? And they got to come yes. from somewhere. And yeah. I have right? to say, Junior does an incredible job with them. An incredible job. What's with the director's him. name? Junior Lopez. He's okay. also Cuban. Oh, okay. oh cool. Right. <laughs> the Cubans United for this. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of great Cuban. I mean, we were talking about. I just did an interview with um, Carlos Del Puerto. Yeah. Um, for uh, jazz in Europe, and uh, and you know, he, you know, he has a, a very interesting story too. Because when I interviewed him in Finland, which is where he teaches now, he had been back, had not been back to Cuba in 20 years, and he had just returned hmm. the day before I talked with him. And he has sort of similar stories to what you're just saying. So that that kind of like it's almost a fraternity of hmm. amazing yeah. musicians, right? Yes. And, and yes. globally, not just not just yeah, here, all but, over the world. I mean, yeah. yes, I, absolutely. So he, yeah, he he brings that spirit and that passion into it, and it's awesome. And it's incredible the the things that they do in in that music program. And again, they have so many concerts throughout the season. That right. people can come and support and, and make sure that the program stays awesome. tuition free. So the next concert is on November 2nd okay. in Utah. Okay. And I forgot the name of the place. We can but... find it on the, on, we can <laughs> find it on the website. Yeah, yeah, but all the info, yes, is okay. on the website and we'll be there. I think it's their very first concert out of of, of Las Vegas, awesome. Nevada. Okay, well. So they're, we're all really excited. So we're going to play um, one final song. Tell us a little bit about this song. Oh, this song is called Mi Niño, My Little Child. Okay. And this song is uh, the soundtrack of a short film, independent short film, called Burro. And it is the story of a um, father and a son uh, that get involved in drug trafficking and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And and also the story of, I guess it's a 
a story that comes from Mexico, also from a burro. So they, they kind of put the whole things together. Sadly, it's a story that's not uncommon. Exactly. It's, it's yeah, it is, uh, it is not, yeah, exactly. But um, it's a beautiful project, mm. and it's, it's uh, one of the writers are from here from Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, one of the writers and producers. Who's, and uh, so, who's the writer? Uh, it's, they're called Michael uh, Forsh and... Zach Finn. Okay. So Michael Forge, I think. So sort of independent writer filmmakers. Yeah, they're yeah. independent. And I guess Zach got inspired on this story because he was working at his house. And, I mean, he had some work to do in his house. And this gentleman came with his little child, his mm. his boy. Okay. And, you know, he was he was surprised that the boy should have been in school. Mm. But instead, he was there translating for the father so he could do the job. And so uh-huh. that inspired him to go into gotcha. creating this short film. Wow. And so when they reached out to me, they wanted a very sad song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I was telling you, it's funny. People that know me, I am not dramatic <laughs> or, like, sad at all. Right. I tend to be, like, a bubbly thing. We all, we all have that place. I, but, we yeah. do. We do. But it's funny because people are listening to this stuff and they're like, I didn't know you. <laughs> like, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah. That's what I thought listening to it. Yeah, that was the track I kept listening to last night. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. We actually did it at the One Night in Havana. Uh, Lynn Woodbell oh, yeah. did a mm-hmm. beautiful right. arrangement for yeah. it, for the orchestra. And okay. it was it was a dream. They, it was amazing. So let's, let's check out that song, and then we'll come back and wrap everything up. Okay. Let's check it out. Esperanza de un futuro mejor. Y allá fueron mis dos guerreros queriendo echar su suerte a volar. That's emotional. Yeah. All the songs, they, they <laughs> sort of hit you. It's <laughs> it making is. me teary-eyed, John. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The, the interesting thing about this song is that, you know, we never get to see uh, the mother in the whole short film. Mm. So I feel like in, in the Latin, especially in the Latin culture, those figures are so yeah. important. I was like, we got to give the mom the mother, a The mother's the queen. So right? yeah. I basically, this is um, this is the story from the point of view of the mother that is finding out everything that has been happening in her back. Um, and mm. and so she's going through all of these emotions at the same time. Sort and she doesn't know. And sadness. And sadness and, and frustration yeah, and right. anger and all this stuff at the same time. And, and, you know, betrayal from her lover and realizing that her baby boy grew up so fast because he had to go into this kind of right. stuff. So, mm. yeah, so that's why it's a very emotional one too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. Thank you for I know, having um, me. me and John both... Appreciate Absolutely. it so much. Thank you so much for having me. Our first me. guest. <laughs> I feel I so special. The kickoff show. That's awesome. <laughs> right. This is our this is our, our round two. Ding ding. Yes. <laughs> um, I, this is so exciting for you. I mean, I feel so happy. Your for first you guys. podcast, you said. It is my first. Oh, okay. wow. awesome. And in go. English too. Oh, <laughs> and so we want to, um, and John and I both, um, we want to encourage people to send in music and send. Absolutely. 
Right. If you have links you'd like to send, please find us uh, at The Groove Coast uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Just send us stuff. Yeah. And we'll take a listen. Yeah. And we're open to all kinds of music. Um, this is uh, done through the Jazz Talk News Network um, with my friends at jazzandeurope.com. And, uh, and the awesome thing about them is it's not just jazz, it's jazz, mm-hmm. blues, soul, basically anything that touches the soul. I think that's the way I look at it. Yep. So, nice. so, um, but awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Absolutely. both of you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank Bye. You, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Muchas gracias. Yeah, there you go. That does it for this week. Join us again soon for another edition of the Groove Coast. And thanks for listening. And remember, life doesn't have to be serious. It just has to be groovy.